what better day to record than Valentine's? Fuck! Literally, if I could scream that to the top of my lungs right now, I would. Fuck. Why can't I say, where am I at? Most definitely, I think this has been the best Valentine that I have ever experienced in my life. I wasn't disappointed. I had no expectations. And it was just perfect. I kept my kids at home today. I wanted Valentine's to be something different. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I just know that I wanted to spend it with the people that I love the most. Those are my kids. Um, And I got extra. I got extra love today. My friend came over and she's a really great friend. She, God just always sends her at the right moment sometimes when you least expect her. So Carolina, if you're hearing this, I had so much fun today just having our talk and enjoying Starbucks and a donut and a flint. At the end of the day, it's like, that's what love's about. The people that put effort to be in your life, regardless if they're your blood or not, regardless if you're in a romantic relationship or not. So taking that in, that was surprising. Um, I got my kids donuts for Valentine's. I got hugs from all of them. Um, I got a good workout in. I didn't really eat because I'm still going through it. Um, but, But for today, that went great. And then my brother... He brought me roses today, and it made me feel really good because, like I said, it was like the first Valentine's that I didn't expect anything from anyone or got disappointed or felt like I was asking for too much, you know, because, oh, and I also redid my mom's sunroom and repainted their kitchen. I've been really sitting in the pain and in the happiness and really trying to ask myself certain questions because he, my ex, recently um, reached out to me. And you guys keep in mind, I haven't spoken to him since, spoken or seen him since January 31st. And he literally called me I want to say it was on the 8th, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken, yeah. And it was bizarre because the night before, actually, yeah, this is how I know. The night before, I recorded Grace, um, the episode Grace. And he reached out the next day. And basically, it was just a call where... I had just gotten back from dropping off my son and I usually have a smoking session in the morning to plan out my day and my goals or whatnot. 
And I remember sitting in the car, going through, scrolling through TikTok and just like catching a break because I've been getting up really early. So I'm scrolling through TikTok and all of a sudden the number doesn't pop up. It's his name, but it's not his name. Is I guess like his nickname, like his nickname for his nickname that he had, because he spelled it one way and he said that I was the only person that spelled his name this certain way. And maybe it's just a girl thing of just seeing things, or maybe it's an obvious thing of what guys do and how guys react. Because I wasn't surprised that. Because of the rumors that he's spreading about me saying that I cheated on him. Or the fact that I put sugar in his gas tank. Which I never did. Um, it's like, okay. Why would you spell your name the way that I used to spell it for you? Why don't you just spell it the way that you've always spelled it? So that was a question that I had. And I didn't even rush to answer the phone. I just stared at it for a second and I said hello like three times and then he just asked me if I could finish signing the paperwork to remove myself from the apartment. And I said okay and he hung up and that was the whole conversation and it's mind-blowing to me and I've had this conversation with almost everyone around me of and I probably sound like a fucking broken record but I'm reanalyzing my my whole relationship and not reanalyzing to go back and hurt me. The way my mind works is if I reanalyze it and I can pinpoint where the first red flag was to set up my boundaries to never accept ever going past a red flag. Like if you're going to disrespect me once, it's proven that you're going to disrespect me again. Um, and just realizing like how my boundaries have literally built up this wall back up i can literally visualize it even though i can't see it like something in my mind can see like brick by brick boundary by boundary being laid in front of me of just where i stand in protecting myself and my being and and who i'm becoming because something that I also realized about myself was the fact that when he came into my life, I allowed him to be part of everything of my life. My music, the things that I liked, the things that I, I didn't like, the things that I ate, the things that I made with love. Every part of my being... I involved him in it. So I never realized how much I had truly lost myself and how for a moment I felt like I just needed to reinvent myself or something or I needed to be amplified, I guess is the word maybe leveled up I don't know what I'm trying to say like I I felt like mm, before 
I didn't really know what I wanted. Like, I thought that's what I wanted or I thought that's what love was. And I thought that, you know, okay, so if love doesn't work like this, then how does it work? I had never experienced the feeling that I had with my ex. So having to let that go and feeling like you for a brief moment of your life, you had everything that I could have imagined when I was a little girl. And by what I mean and what I mean by that is I always wanted to have a big family and I wanted to take care of my husband and take care of my kids and be that house where all the kids came and ate and saw a healthy and loving relationship. We were such a blended family and I'm not saying that that me having a blended family or meeting someone in the future isn't impossible. But accepting the fact that as I'm nitpicking through my relationship and how finely I spread myself thin, it wasn't the fact that I spread my thin, I spread myself thin willingly it's the fact that I willingly did it thinking that's loving someone pouring all of you and then someone is loving is showing someone love I realized that my love language is honesty like someone's word and, and, and their actions and how genuine they are. That's what I crave. That's what I want. That's my love language. Yes, I feel like I'm a very simple person in the things that make me happy. And even if it's literally the bare minimum of going out on a date, going out to dinner, getting my nails done, Not having to worry about things like that. Having a little bit of money to go thrift. And I was only looking for that for the simple reason that in my mind, I wasn't abusing of someone. I'm not saying that I need because I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom that I just threw it onto him. No, before we even made anything official like when I first started the relationship I had told myself something told me like you're gonna do this the right way you're not gonna be sneaky you're not gonna do anything behind his back you're gonna do this the right way and also communication between me and him we started off as friends um explained to him the relationships I had to overcome and the things that I had to overcome in my life and why I didn't feel no more joy and why I had become atheist at the time and having someone be a reflection of me and the same taste of the things that I like as well because even though I'm saying that you know he became a part of our life it's like that's what it feels like because we blended into one and maybe that's where you know 
I haven't been able to decipher if that, like, I, I believe that that wasn't the healthiest. And, and I believe that because in the beginning, it felt as if for the first time somebody was seeing me and wanted to do all the things that I liked and was excited to see my world. And I was excited enough to understand his and want to learn about his and discover the things that he wanted to do and like, but it's like, he never wanted, he did want to, but he never put the effort to even attempting it. Like he would rather watch life hacks on TikTok or something instead of, all right, well, let me look in the city to see even if it was Dave's hot chicken, for all I would care. Just the effort. And I know that he wanted to give me more, and I felt like, okay, that's where a relationship builds from. So even spreading myself thin and wanting to understand why I accept the disrespect and choose to see it as understanding and being empathetic and nurturing, and maybe that's just who I am. But I need to be able... To distinguish, and I feel like part of me wants to say that I did do a good job distinguishing it, but I don't think I did it soon enough. You know, at the end of the day, even if I stopped saying that I was ever going to say we were done, we were because we had both decided like it's not good for both of us to keep throwing those words out like I'm gonna leave because I feel like that's just my defense and I understood that I didn't want to trigger him thinking that I was ever gonna leave because I didn't want to leave I think it's just different when you believe because through our conversation, I honestly don't know what to, I don't think I'll ever know what the truth is or what a lie is or anything. I think my head has been traumatized so much from this relationship that it can't distinguish um, what was real and what wasn't real, what was genuine and what wasn't genuine because it feels like it never occurred. The pain and the residual is still there. Which reminds me that it was real. I was happy for a moment in my in, in my life. And I can have that again. And that doesn't mean that it has to take another human being to make me feel that way because I have everything that I could possibly need to be happy because everything and everyone that's around me is people standing beside me that aren't being forced to love me, you know, or don't see me as their enemy or don't see me as someone here that would put them through the same pain that I've been through. Um, so after that conversation kind of like well I kind of like wanted to think about if I wanted to be like not petty because I wasn't trying to be petty just like a little bit resistant to signing the documents you know but 
I thought about it and I don't I don't want to ever be forceful. Like that's something that, you know, it's in me like not being forceful, not manipulating anyone to love me or feel like I'm I have something over them for them to stay with me. So I did the paperwork and mentioned it to him after he he asked me at three and I had gotten it done around noon. And I realized that he didn't get none of my emails that I had emailed him, which is fine. You know, I emailed him and just it helped me grieve in the process of not putting me lower than I already feel or how sad I feel. Um, and it got to the point where I wasn't, I, I wanted to drink, but even that, like, I, such a lightweight now. And from all of, I had taken, I think, like, a drink or something, or I had, like, one angry orcharders, I don't know. But it wasn't more than two. And I remember, like, I don't know where I started crying. And because he finally reached out to me, like, I finally had a way to communicate with him since clearly he wasn't getting my emails and he didn't have a line or he had me blocked or whatever. And I reached out and I asked if I was ever going to get, like, okay, so am I going to have closure? Like, are you going to give me closure? And he basically just said that he he got closure when he realized all the lies and the betrayal that I had caused him. And by taking away a TV and the things that we had accumulated, I want to start by saying that bullshit. Bullshit. Motherfucking bullshit. And I don't know, I know I don't have to explain myself. But betrayal and lies, what betrayal and lies? I wasn't the one using drugs behind your back. I wasn't the one here gaslighting you and making you feel as if you can't save a penny when me being the female of how I see that I needed to um, hold my hold my weight up, you know, like also hold my weight up. And the way that I felt I was doing that was all the food that was coming into the house, I ordered, I picked up, I Make sure they got to the house. I cooked it. I cleaned. I did laundry. I made sure that our apartment was spotless. I was reorganizing. I also paid for anything that was used, as in toothpaste, gel. For me, my kids, and him. Deodorant, razors, clothes for him, for his daughter, like, I went above and beyond, and I'm not sitting here saying this to throw it in his face. No, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm a very logical person, and I like to be fair. And I never want to take advantage of anyone or or abuse of anyone. In my eyes, I thought that I was being more than fair. I never thought that I was abusing or making, you know, making him so miserable that he felt he had the weight on his shoulders, but in reality... I felt like it was pretty balanced. And for the most part, I was even his therapist and his Dr. Phil and his girlfriend and everything in between. I was up from five o'clock in the morning till sometimes two o'clock in the morning at night, getting three, four hours of sleep. Always putting 110. 
every motherfucking day. And if I had a bad day, Lord Jesus, and I had really for you, I think I could count three of them. And he always felt like he wasn't enough to make me happy. Like, it's not on you. Just give me a second. I'm having a bad day. Just give me a second. And we just shake it out from overstimulation. But he would try to reverse it on him and so on and so forth. So me asking for closure and him saying that I betrayed him and did this. You're the one saying that I slept with the whole apartment complex. You're the one saying that I put sugar in your gas. You're the one like, what? I hadn't said anything to anybody. I had went to his apartment before the 31st. Because somebody had came to me and told me that the new roommate he had gotten and him were doing meth and they were at the strip club and they had been up for three, four days. I, because I cared and because I spent three years of my life and I wanted to make sure that an adult that was sober in the right mindset knew that he wasn't in the right mindset and that somebody cared about him enough to not feel as if I was responsible for that. I wasn't trying to start no drama. I wasn't trying to start anything. And just realizing that that's the way that they see me. That's the, this is how they want to portray me. It's just my mommy. I don't know him. So as you can tell. Um, a lot of rough days. And speaking about it right now does make me feel like mm, a little like angry, but it's kind of like a little quick firework where it just kind of like pops and then it kind of dies down and I'm just like, mm, I got it out. I said what I needed to say. Um, all I've really figured throughout the last time I recorded and now is keep myself busy oh i know what it was <laughs> my bad i don't have to change who i i always wanted to be i'm in a position where my kids needs are met by their fathers and they realize the situation that i'm in and i don't have to pay rent you know where i live I just have to pay for like um utilities my gas for the car insurance my phone but everything else is pretty much paid for. And because I can't work right now and how limited my availability is and me knowing that I'm not in the right mindset because I was struggling with detachment of reality of who I was. It's like I could see from the outside, but I couldn't recognize who I was physically. I still don't. I don't know who I am. So I came up with the solution that I don't have to change who I was. The same things that I would have been doing to my apartment, cleaning, reorganizing, updating, redoing, you know, breaking on my podcast, getting closer to God, exercising. These are all things that I wanted to do and I saw me doing in the life of being a stay-at-home mom and taking care of my kids. So I'm going to continue in that journey and... That's the only way that I know how to push through it. I think that's the only thing that was I was able to come to like realization and epiphany that 
I'll be a sad bitch, but I won't be a desperate bitch. I'll be a sad female, but I won't be a desperate female. I have them saved as do not call, do not answer, do not text, do not nothing. Because I deserve much more than just mediocre as effort. If that's what you want to call effort. I deserve more than someone pointing the finger and not taking accountability. That feeling that because you won't take accountability, you still have power over me. And you don't. And I guess that's what letting shit go is. Time is forcing me to sit with my feelings and sit with my emotions and rediscover ways of how can I most benefit for myself, for my health, for my kids, for the people that love me through this healing journey. And I couldn't be more loved than I am right now. God is protecting me. I'm thankful that everyone tells me that the best thing that someone can do is leave you alone. And as hard as that is, I know it's like I continue to tell myself I'm going through a detox. I'm going through a withdrawal. My body was used to so much dopamine and serotonin and, and, and joy and happiness from one person. No wonder I feel like out of my body because that person is no longer here because they choose to not be here. They choose not to reach out to me. They choose to leave me in this mindset because if that person loved me, he would remember the conversations we had about my anxiety and he wouldn't have put me through this in the motherfucking first place. So, the fuck? I also remember making a password with God. That TikTok kept popping up and I remember like through my separation with him, I had made a password and I can't fucking remember it. I can't remember it. And if that's not a sign, then I don't know what else is. So I'm going to leave it as that. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys remember that. You are more than worthy. You are more than loved. You are more than a blessing. You are so unique. There's no one else like you. And that's something to be proud of. That knowing that there's not someone quite like you, regardless of your imperfections, to someone you'll be imperfectly perfect. And to some you'll just be the one that got away.